could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your upbringing? I'm John Klingen. Uh, my religious upbringing started at first grade at St. Mary's School, Catholic school. Went there from first grade through sixth grade. Um, that's pretty much it. Did you, um, could you describe what your relationship with God was in, in that time, you know, with being Catholic and being in that religion? Yes, um, I had a good relationship with the Lord. Um, first period every day at school was religious class. I looked forward to it every day. Um, when I got into fourth grade, I became an altar boy um, and remained an altar boy until, believe it or not, I was in 10th grade. And in those days, that was kind of unheard of. But... Uh, I had a good relationship with the Lord, I think. Hmm. So what? Uh, how did it develop as you grew up? Obviously, other things get introduced and, you know, life starts to come at you in different ways. Did your relationship with him alter in any way as you were growing up? Well, I always went to church on Sunday. Um, but. I don't think I could really say that during my later teen years through, gosh, my 40s, it was really a close relationship. It was just more or less a, um, I'll go to church on Sunday and then I'll see you again next Sunday kind of a relationship. Um, I was married at the time that I'm speaking of, and uh, my wife was very religious. Um, so like any lazy husband, I let her do all the religious work, just like I let her do just about all the work that there was because she was good at it. You you came to our church about, I think, last year, right, officially? Correct. And uh, uh, I would love for you to just share what, what, what was different. You know, you obviously knew of the Lord from a young age and uh, you, you, you grew up serving. But, but what happened in your life that uh, impacted you to encounter God in a different way? Could you just tell us what happened? Like I mentioned before, I was married. Uh, had a real great marriage, really great lady. Um, January of 2014, uh, she was diagnosed with cancer. Um, unfortunately, the diagnosis was for a stage four cancer, and, uh, Things didn't go well. Um, after finding out about the initial diagnosis in January, she had an operation in February to get the tumor removed. 
Uh, the operation to remove the tumor was a success. However, she had to endure very tough chemo rounds in order to treat the cancer. Um, she did one round, came through it. started the second round and uh, <clears throat> and uh, didn't do so well. Uh, ended up being hospitalized for about eight days. Um, she got somewhat better in the hospital to the point where they were going to release her. I uh, left the hospital on Saturday night thinking I was going to pick her up on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Um, 2.45 in the morning that night, I got a call from the hospital telling me I needed to get down there. I knew what was going on. Got down there, and there was my beautiful wife lying there on a hospital bed, dead. So that was probably the beginning of what ended my relationship with the Lord for that time period. I thought to myself, we've been going to church, we're religious, why did you do this to me? So I completely blame the Lord for taking my wife. Um, I know now in retrospect that that was ridiculous, but believe it or not, at the time, that's how I felt. What were the people around you saying? Um, did you have community that surrounded you at that, at that time? Unfortunately... No, I didn't. Um, that's, I think that's why I fell into such desperate times is I'm, I'm pretty much a loner. I had been retired from my job for six years when my wife died, so I hadn't really maintained any social contacts after retiring, and I... Uh, I have somewhat of a large extended family, but uh, I suppose that they, maybe they didn't know how to rally around me, or perhaps maybe they didn't realize my need to be rallied around. Um, I'm the oldest son in a eight-child family, so I've always kind of been the leader as far as taking the first step goes and remedying things. And I don't think anyone stepped up after I was stricken down is kind of how I feel. If we could fast forward to your encounter again, you know, obviously you went a couple of years. Uh, well, actually, could you, you tell it for yourself. How, what, how many years did it take before you came to re-encounter a relationship with God? And could you just describe what happened? Things got uh, pretty dire. 
uh, around the end of 2017. Um, I had been able to wake up in the mornings and throw the covers off and get out of bed and maintain a life. Um, but I woke up one morning and just thought, why bother? Why bother? And I started feeling like I was, had lost all hope. And, and that's a very desperate feeling. I'd never felt it before. So uh, it kind of uh, took me back. Um, and I realized then that I was going to need to do something to change things around. So I started, uh, this is when it gets funny. Um, my TV broke in 2017. I never joined Facebook. I, I just didn't understand why anyone would want to do that. But uh, I figured, well, I don't have any social contacts. I don't have any support. I'll give this Facebook a try. I knew that members of my family that, you know, I really wasn't hearing from, but I was hoping that if I jumped into the Facebook fray, that it would make it easier for me to communicate with members of my family. But uh, so I joined Facebook. I toiled on it for May and June, and in a a group, and there was a chat going on. And uh, somebody saw my name in the chat slot or something, I guess, and asked a question about baseball. That's what the chat room was about, the baseball league in Rockville back in the 1960s and 1970s or something. And they asked me a question about it. And I just happened to look down at the name and saw Gregory Ivan Zetz. And I said, wait a minute. I had a buddy, Johnny Zetz, and I know he had a little brother named Greg. And so I responded to a question and asked him about Jonathan. And he said, hey, I Greg responded, hey, I remember you. You used to come around 121, which was their house number on the road they lived on when we were kids. And so we exchanged pleasantries and we talked about, uh, he told me about the death of his brother, Timothy, and which I knew about, but was no less saddened by hearing it again. And the death of his sister, Christy, who was just a beautiful soul I remember from my youth, um, we exchanged pleasantries and news, and I just happened to mention to him, tell Jonathan, I said, hey, and uh, give me a, you know, look me up or something, you know. But long story short, Jonathan somehow, I think Pastor Greg told him, or maybe Jonathan heard, or no, here's how it happened. Pastor Greg mentioned to Jonathan that he had run across me in a chat room. Then Jonathan seeked me out on Facebook 
and we got going back and forth. I didn't even know what that messenger thing was, you know, and it popped up with Jonathan's name on it, and then we, now there's so much stuff in there that you can't even get back to the beginning of it, but uh, he started uh, going back and forth with me, and, you know, he told me that uh, he thinks he knows what I need in my life. And I asked him what, and he goes, you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I said, well, how can I do that? And he said, do you have a Bible? I said, well, when Bev died, I gave all the Bibles away because I figured I didn't need them anymore because I had been let down. So next day, I get up from bed, answer the door in the morning. It's the Amazon man with a Bible with nice big print in it. I opened her up and was on my way. Um, did you order the, the Bible or was it? Jonathan did for me. Wow. And I got back in touch with him and thanked him profusely. And he said, well, you don't have to thank me. That was the Lord. I said, the Lord told me to do that. You know, this whole concept was new to me. I mean, getting help, somebody caring, you know, to the point where they would actually buy me a Bible. You know, I mean, that was pretty overwhelming for me. So what happened next? Uh, next, he pretty much mentored me through Facebook since we were in COVID lockdown. Um, just gave me passages to read that he thought would be pertinent towards my situation. Um, I was reading them and progressing along, and he kept in touch and was very supportive. Um, and then well, the 17th of September was the first outdoor service that the King of the Nations had back after the pandemic shut everything down, I think. Yes, seventeenth in September of uh, 2020, yes. Yes, okay. That came up, and Jonathan said, man, you need to come to this. And I thought, well, God, I'm, I'm in. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so 17th of September rolls around. I took a leap of faith. Um, I was scared coming down to this beautiful church. I don't know why I was scared, but I was. Um, I came down, pulled in the parking lot, got out of my car, put a mask on, took about five steps away from my car, and a couple of ladies that were getting out of their car were walking up too, and got about two steps next to them, and they said, oh, hello, you're new at this church, aren't you? I said, oh, yes, I am. They introduced themselves. I introduced myself to them. 
we walked together up here speaking back and forth. I was like, I'm thinking, wow, this is great. I haven't even gotten in the door yet. And, you know, I'm overwhelmed with love and compassion, which truthfully was not in my life all that much at that time. I walk in the back gate, looked around, nice crowd. Saw my buddy Jonathan down there with his wife, beautiful wife, Sharon. Went down, gave him a tap. We hugged, got reacquainted. I hadn't seen him in about 50 years, so it was nice seeing him. Sat down. Pastor Gray came out and started preaching. And I was enthralled, man. It was like, this magical setting, outdoors, sun shining. It seemed like there were beams of light coming down out of the trees onto Pastor Greg. Sometimes he would be up there speaking and it would look like his face was going in slow motion and everything. It was just a magical day. Um, at the end, he uh, asked if anybody wanted to be saved and did the prayer, prayer of repentance, and I stood up. Me and I think maybe three or four other people. And he did the prayer, asking me if I wanted to change my life and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? And I said, yes, I did. And put my hands down. Pastor wrapped up. Dismissed everybody. I kept my eyes on him because I was, you know, I was still in a daze, kind of. But as soon as he was done, he bolted off of there and went and got his brother Jonathan and another Kathy. He got Kathy and said, what are you guys doing right now? And Jonathan said he was going somewhere, and Kathy said she was going somewhere. She, he said, you can't go anywhere yet. I want you to pray over some people. And they said, well, who? And he took me by the shoulder and said, start with John. And they took me and walked me over to a clear area and started praying. You know, I, you know, I had never in my life experienced anything like that. Um, the religion I come from, when you're praying, you're there, you know, like a, soldier and you just say things by rote and everything. I mean, they came and asked me what my problems were in life, basically, you know, what was going on with me that was making me a miserable person. And as I listed them to them, they prayed. They prayed over me and asked God to remove all this oppression that was on me. 
and um, at a point in the prayer, he struck my chest and said, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave. And when he did that, from like behind me, something passed through me. <laughs> and it, it kind of weakened my knees and, and it left a tingling real, and it was gone. But it was a definitive tingle. And I looked at the Jonathan and Kathy who were doing the prayers. As you can see, I wear glasses. I had tears coming down my cheeks. And I'm not a crier, I can tell you that. Um, I took my glasses off and was reaching for my sleeve to wipe my cheeks off. And uh, Jonathan started chuckling a little bit and pulled a pack of tissues out of his pocket and said, yeah, I thought we might be needing these if we did prayers and handed me one. And uh, I wiped it off and everything. And, you know, after that, Kathy and her husband walked away and Jonathan said, well, you ready? But I, it was like, this is a different world I'm walking in now. I just felt entirely different. Um, I had no idea that I would feel something so physical and it would just, just the mental change. It was just such a relief. It was a blessing. Probably saved my life. What can you say that the Lord has done in your life? Hmm, boy. How I've changed since I've been saved, I always, always try to be patient, loving, and encouraging. These are all things that I wasn't before I was saved. Um, you can be patient, loving, and encouraging to a totally stranger or your own family, you know. And to me, that's what Jesus was like. I mean, he didn't have enemies. Um, so I've changed in that way. I wake up praying, um, Praying has come become such a big part of my life. It's almost like a every couple hour conversation with the Lord. Um, I'm more, uh, I have a great calm now. Before there was such anxiety in my life that it was almost overbearing, but the calm that has been introduced into my demeanor is just so comforting, just so comforting. 
It's also helping me at this point in my life prepare for the next chapter. You know, I'm getting up there in the years, um, but there's more to come. Um, I got to think about making myself prepared for heaven and beyond. Um, and I tell you what, with the instructional pastor of this church, I've come to the right place to learn about that kind of thing. Um, I'm just so grateful that I have done this in my life. And, you know, I'm, this is for people that have any doubt that this is a good thing. I am such an unlikely person to be doing this. If you knew about the previous 65 years of my life and what was entailed with it and knew that I did what I did here and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and am saved. If you knew the benefits of that, you would want it too. I guarantee you. It's just the best decision I've made probably in my life. <laughs>